0: and gravy so we don't need those things but there are some things listed so if you're interested oh, and there's a couple spaces for other so if you'd like to if you've got something that you're really great at making and you'd like to bring that with you on Sunday we will do our best to begin eating around 10 and um, if if you come with your item at 10 then we'll put it on the table and, and eat then but we just want to have a time of fellowship a time of enjoyment together uh, and celebrating the the men in our church and in our lives. So invite people with you. Uh, we wanna we wanna see you. We'll get a call for that most likely. So uh, make sure that you're here for that. Uh, also, the item for the month of June is um, is hair care. Well, yeah, it's hair care. So uh, brushes and and hair bows, um, anything like that. So it can't be anything liquid, but as long as it is. Um, a solid item, then we're, we're happy to have that in there. Uh, also, if you don't have any time, bring some money. If you don't have any money, bring some shoe boxes, and, and we'll be glad to collect those things. Anything other than that, we will let you know. Uh, I, I sent out a newsletter last week, and if you, if you signed up with your email address, then you got the newsletter. Um, please check your spam folder because that's where Shane's went to. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> Went to his junk mail, whatever. But if you did not get a, if you did not get a, uh, a, if you weren't here last week and didn't get a paper to sign up, then we will get you one of those uh, to, to give your information with your uh, email address, your your phone numbers for texting and calling. But, um, but if you did not get a newsletter and you did sign up for emails, then check your, your spam folder because it may be in there but uh, just some just some encouragement you know through the week that in announcements will be there as well because not only you know hearing it but also reading it can can be helpful and you can go back to it throughout the week and say oh what what did what did we say we were going to do this day and this day so just a couple of different things like that um we <laughs> we went to the mountains this past week um Shane and Gracie and I and went to (laughs) went to the mountains and had a great time and we went on the alpine coaster now I won't tell you the entire story about the alpine coaster but it was it was really fun if you get a chance to ride it there's one in banner elk but there's also one in in uh, pigeon forge and went on the alpine coaster during the day and then they said if you if you come back uh, at night, or if you come back a little later, it is half price. So we got, we we did it, and it was really fun. So we're like, okay, we're gonna come back later. And if you get in line by ten o'clock, then no matter how long the line is, you're you're in, and you can go. So they have lights on, it and it's super neat. So we're, it's it's close to ten, and we're standing there in line. And if y'all know me, it, I I'd already looked at the at the forecast, and I knew that there was going to be no, they were calling for for rain. It's like, okay, well, it's it's going to be fine. It's still it's still nice. So we so we're standing there in line and off in the distance I see a flash of lightning. And I'll tell you the the Alpine coaster is metal. Uh, you're on a, me- a metal track. Uh, you're in a, in a plastic little um, cart, but but you're on a metal track. And it goes up, and you're surrounded by metal uh, gate things, and in, in certain places. And so I'm, I'm standing there, going, "Okay, Lord, please, Lord, please, we have paid for this. <laughs> Lord, please, don't let us, um, don't let us get struck by lightning." And I, I, and then a little while later, I saw some more flashes, and I'm like, "Lord, please, please, God, don't let us get struck by lightning." And I thought to myself, "Tempt not the Lord thy God." And because <laughs> it's like, okay, you're in this line. <laughs> you're choosing to be here. You could get out and go get in the car and leave. But again, it's was like, oh, Lord, we paid for this. And please don't let us get struck by lightning. Well, obviously we didn't. Um, but we, we got up uh, to the, the top of the hill. Again, it's a whole story, and I won't go th- through it. But we got to the top of the hill, and the bottom fell out, and, and it rained on us the whole time we were coming down the mountain but again i thought about how often we pray oh lord keep me from the consequences of my decisions and the thing is the bible tells us not the lord thy god it tells us that that we should be wise in our decisions and that the lord gives us wisdom when when we will ask for it so i just encourage you if you are um if you're praying for crop failure um how about stop planting those those uh bad seeds okay Lord, help us all. Uh, Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to have His will in this service. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for Your goodness. You are so, so good. Lord, we thank You and we praise You that You give us life and life more abundantly. God, we thank You that You have given us the the strength to be in Your house today. And God, for those who are not able to be here, for whatever reason, we just ask Your strength and Your help in their lives today. God, if they're watching right now, that they'd feel Your Spirit and Your presence with them. God, that as they are hearing Your Word, as they're uh, Uh, worshiping with us, God, that they would just feel your presence beside them and just fill the room where they are. God, I pray that you would work and move in us today, that we honor you and please you and always say and do, God, that, that we would bless you and that you would in turn give us whatever it is that you have planned for us today. God, you see and you know the needs that we brought in with us. God, those who are hurting physically, mentally, emotionally, God, I pray your strength and your help. I just ask your will be done from the very first prayer to the very last prayer that you be lifted up and glorified. God, we thank you. We praise you for all that you do and all that you are. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you today.
1: My hope is built on nothing less. Then Jesus love and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy trust in Jesus' name. Sing that again. My hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest grain, but Holy Worthy of every song we could ever sing, and You're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring,
2: and You're worthy of every
1: breath we could ever breathe. We live for You. We live for You. Holy, there is no one like You. song we could ever sing, and you're worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe, and you're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you. Jesus the name, and Jesus the name above every other name. You are Jesus, the only one who could ever save, and you're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you, God, we live for you. And we sing holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up my eyes and wonder, and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love shadows. my guilt was erased the chains of the past they are broken at last I got saved oh I got saved I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord I'm restored and made right he got a hold of my life, I've got Jesus, how could I want more? I've received nothing but goodness, I've tested and tasted his grace, I was so lost till I fell at his cross and got saved, oh I Could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon. The love of God won't let me stay the same. The love of God pulled me up higher. His will is stronger. It's why. mercy of jesus i'm undone by the goodness of my lord i'm restored and made right he got a hold of my life i've got jesus how could i want more and i'm undone by the mercy of jesus i'm undone by the goodness of the lord restored and made right. we got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus, how could I want more? I've got Jesus, how could I want more? I've got Jesus, how could I want more?
0: If you are grateful for Jesus today, just give him a clap of praise. Thank you, Lord.
3: God good? He is so good, and I love him this morning. It's good to see you here, and good to see you watching. Amen, if I could see you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think that too many today are living comfortable in the life. not comfortable in living within the lie. We must live in the truth. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the truth. And all of you have this card at home, I'm sure, or with you in your uh, pocketbook or somewhere uh, for our mission and you see that now it's on the wall and uh, uh, that mission is souls, souls, souls. Let's reach souls for Jesus Christ. Let's touch somebody's life together. All of us together. Let's uh, bless somebody. Souls it has the acrostic there for you. Then our mission on the back side of that card that you have. And if you don't have one, I'm sure that uh, Gretchen would be sure that you get one. Our vision from. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and 4 Jerusalem that's our personal you're to be witnesses after the Holy Ghost come upon you Uh, power is there to make you live right and serve the Lord and and be a witness in Jerusalem Judea Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth just everywhere there's something at the bottom of that that we haven't read publicly or I have it till today smaller print, and I hope I can read it. But ask yourself, is or in a practical and measurable way, how are you reaching each of these groups with your mission? What am I doing in a practical and a measurable way, what am I doing, and then how much And what type of influence am I having? Help me, Lord, to have the right influence. Help me to testify to people of the goodness of God. He is good in it. Amen. Saved by grace, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. The Lord abides within, and because He does, I can brag on Him for what He has done for me. Oh, praise the Lord. He restored my soul. Hallelujah. He created a new heart in me. Amen. I love Him today, don't you? Somebody else would want to brag on the Lord Jesus Christ today. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: Thank you Lord uh, just canceled, um, canceled a huge debt that they were not responsible
3: for but could have been pressed into Bless the pain. Lord, and the Lord Thank you Lord God is Something to praise God for. Somebody praise God. Amen. You got to praise. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I believe that all of us, in some manner, in some way, How much, how little we can praise God for His goodness. Uh, And David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Uh, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Uh, And then he invites everybody around. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us (laughs) exalt His name together, hallelujah, God is good, God is good, amen, God is good. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. We're glad to have those who are doing virtual. They're still at the Cornelius Church of God this Amen. morning, if you look at it in that way. Uh, you know, Jennifer hadn't preached in three weeks. So since she hadn't preached in three weeks, I wasn't exactly sure how many minutes to give her this morning. I did make sure she, that she got one one, you know, one, one like that. So, so But I'm sure it'll be good. It is good to have all of you with us this morning. It's time to receive our tithing offering for us we will come at this time. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Bless his name, bless his name. Brother Jordan, will you bless the offering for us this morning?
5: Windows, old bar stools, and back row pews. I ran to one more than the other, but I couldn't outrun you. Trying to fill up all the empty, trying to numb the pain inside. Thinking you'd never forgive me for all those Saturday nights. But thank God for Sunday morning, thank God for 316 red, to say you bled and gave your life for me. Thank God for the choir singing and do voice in come back home. Saturday night looked
6: like the end of the story.
5: Thank God for Sunday
6: morning. Good morning, good morning. Good to see all of you this morning. Good morning to you to those at home. It's now time to receive prayer requests this morning. Sister Hager. Yes, let's pray for Sister Hager's boys that they're ready to go back to school when they're safe doing so. Glory. Brother Mike. Glory. Yes, continue prayer for Brother Mike's family. Sister Judy. for Sister Judy's oh okay let's pray for Sister Judy's daughter Lisa that the Lord works in, in that situation Brother
4: Mike
6: <laughs> <laughs> let's pray for Kim and Jason pray that the uh, surgery goes well Jason's able to, full recovery Anyone else? Sister Shuggy Yes, let's pray for Robin as she travels And pray for Sister Shuggy's sister Gretchen Yes, we're going to pray Amanda gets to feeling better. We miss her. Sister. We do want to pray for that family, the pastor's family, and those firefighters. Yes, and we want to pray for Aiden. Now, all goes well in camp. Anyone else? And thank you, Sister joining, and we, the church appreciates you guys for all you've done for us. And that's now time. Any unspoken requests? Raise hands, stand with me as we take these to the Lord.
2: alone with you
7: away away to hear your voice and meet with you nothing To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Oh, say. To worship you, I live. To
2: worship you, I live. I live to worship you. All
6: right. Thank you. It's time to fellowship.
0: those mints are very helpful, because uh, this, this, whatever it is, summer cold, just lingers, right, ugh, so aggravating, so if I start coughing a little bit, because this, I don't know, might be the longest that I will have spoken, um, no, I don't, okay, sorry, that was, <laughs> no, this will be the longest that I've spoken at one time in the past couple of weeks, how about that, it won't, not, not, not before, no, this, <laughs> it's about the same, so, <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, we have been I've been learning more about purpose and the issues that can defeat our purpose. That was what our, our series was a few weeks ago. And, and through this study, I really hope that our takeaways have been that if you're breathing, you have a purpose. If you're still alive, if you're here, then you have a purpose. And the enemy will try to tell you you're too old, you're too young, you're too inexperienced, you're too... Um, you, you've done too much wrong, and whatever it is, whatever it is, he can, he can discourage you and try to tell you that you don't have a purpose. But that is not true. So I hope that through what we've been studying, you've had some knowledge and tools to combat those issues that would hinder you. The final defeater of purpose that we talked about a few weeks ago was being half-hearted. We discussed that we must check our motivation ask yourself why am I doing what I'm doing is it to be seen of man or is it to honor and and praise the Lord be sure that your sin will find you out because you can't fake your devotion forever I can look good on the outside for a little while but eventually the truth is going to come out and then the third thing was do not assume that there's time you got to work with your whole heart now so now we begin a new (laughs) Group of messages. Grace period. So a grace period, we understand what this means. A grace period is a length of time that you can, basically that you can get away with not paying your bills. There's a a grace period in, in certain things that if you owe money, usually it's about two weeks that if you don't pay, then you don't get penalized for that. A grace period occurs when someone begins a new job. They say, okay, I have a learning curve. There's a grace period. And we are going to be talking about, for the next few weeks, about grace. Certainly, we all have an interpretation of grace and what it has meant in our lives, the grace of the Lord, the grace of God. What does it mean? The word grace is used 170 times within the entire Bible, 39 times in the Old Testament and 131 times in the New Testament. We will be digging into a lot of those more well-known passages about grace, but today we take a look at the first time the word is used in Scripture. And that's going to be in Genesis chapter 6. So, finding favor in the midst of sin, a little over 1,600 years had passed from the first sin of Adam and Eve, that sin of disobedience, till this point of Noah. The godly line of Seth had been born during that time. There were those who had begun to serve the Lord, those who were calling upon his name, and we see some heroes of the faith. But also the ungodly line of Cain had continued so that sin that had begun with Adam and Eve that disobedience and had also continued with Cain in him killing his brother and then trying to deceive the Lord that line had continued as well so we see in chapter 6 that sin was abounding Enoch we saw he he walked with God and was not for God took him he was one of those heroes we see some that uh, that had done great exploits in the name of the Lord but for the most part evil was running rampant upon the earth Jesus tells his followers that the way it was in the days of Noah so it shall be in the days when the son of man returns and we see things in this chapter of course disobedience and that uh, sexual sins and all sorts of different things that are going on today. Jesus is coming back, y'all. So God saw an abundance of wickedness. We're, we're going to take a look at verses uh, 5 through 8 to begin. It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now that is pretty descriptive and it repented the lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the lord said i will destroy man whom i have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that i've made them but noah found grace in the eyes of the lord it's the first time we see the word grace being used so God saw an abundance of wickedness that every purpose that was planned was only evil continually. The, the combination of this word continually is, a, is two words meaning every day. That all they wanted to do every single day was evil and wrong. <clears throat> and we see Yahweh deeply moved by the condition of mankind. It says that he saw their wickedness. And then it repented, Yahweh. It this word in the Hebrew means to sigh, to be sorry, to pity. The so Yahweh's looking down and he takes a big old deep breath. Like really this is this is not what I wanted it to become. And of course he knew, he knew, he had knowledge and foresight that it would be that way, but and even in those situations that you know it's going to turn out bad, it's like, oh, I still didn't want that to happen. <clears throat> and it grieved him at his heart, meaning to carve. It stabbed him in the heart. To worry, to pain, or to anger. It grieved him. It was a, it was a shock to the system that they were so evil. And he decided to destroy them. The word destroy meaning to rub, to erase, or to blot out. Humankind and all creatures from the face of the earth. Imagine, and we we talk about this a lot in our Wednesday night class, about the the power of the word and that he he spoke all the world into existence. But just imagine the grief that would come with knowing that you had created this beautiful, wonderful world and and everything that was in it, and just being so fed up with their Their sinfulness it's like I might as well just get rid of all of this how frustrating it must have been for God how sad but then there was Noah Noah's name means rest he was named this by his father Lamech we see this in chapter 5 that he was named this because it, it explains that he was named rest because Lamech hoped that Noah would find comfort from labor and toil and then he spent a hundred years making an ark. I'm just, you know, we like, bless that. I, I want you to do well. <laughs> this is what I hope for you, but who knows. Out of all the corruption and evil in the world, Noah found grace with Yahweh. There was something in his character that God looked down and saw. That as, as Yahweh was looking around on the earth, who can I find? <laughs> who is going to obey me? Who is going to... Who is going to follow me? Who is going to really and truly exemplify the original plan? And he saw Noah, and Noah found grace. Grace here meaning kindness or favor. Noah attained grace in the eyes of Yahweh. Again, we see that Yahweh saw the evil of man, but then he found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. So the Lord is always looking at us. The Lord always sees us, and in whatever situation that we find ourselves in, so as the Lord witnessed the wickedness of mankind, he turned his eyes then to Noah. And we see Noah's call, verses 9 through 22. We'll read those. <coughs> Excuse me. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. So it was the fault of man that the way was corrupt. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an, I'll make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower second and third story shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of everything living of all flesh two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee they shall be male and female of fowls after their kind and of cattle after their kind of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be for food for thee and for them Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. So Noah was found to be lawful, righteous, full of integrity. Even in the midst of the mess the world was in. And he was chosen based on his character. Because God chooses those of high character to do great things. The Lord told Noah that the end of all flesh had come before him. This phrase means to reach the ear. And this possibly means that, that God heard all their evil He, as he was listening. And he not only saw, but he also heard. But in my mind, to reach the ear, I can just imagine God saying, I am up to here with these people. Now that's just my I'm I'm stepping out from under the word right now. I, I that's just my interpretation. But to reach the ear, I'm up to here with y- with y'all. Y'all y'all acting crazy. So he had seen and heard all this wickedness. So God told Noah to get to work. He said, "You found grace in my eyes." And and so perhaps that oh God, you're going to rescue me. Yeah, get to work. Uh. Oh, God, I found grace in your eyes, so you're going to protect me and everything's going to be fine. Yep. Build something to save yourself. Because this is grace. It's grace that God gave him a job to do. It's grace that God rescued him through his work. He says, make an ark of gopher wood. Ark here in the Hebrew is from an ancient word meaning box it was to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide 30 cubits high these are ancient units of measurement so there's no real way to know the exact size of the ark but low estimates say that it was 450 feet by 75 feet by 45 feet so we can imagine there's a, a place in um, uh, maybe Kentucky or somewhere somewhere lower than us that has an ark, and I've heard it's amazing. I've heard it's really really neat and that they have uh, they've built it according to the dimensions that they've that they've taken from the Bible. So it shows kind of what the ark would have looked like. It was made of gopher wood. The the only time that this word is used is, is right here in Genesis chapter 6. Go for wood. And the word is from an unused root word meaning to house in. It was possibly cypress wood because that was a, a normal wood for ships at that time. But the actual word just means to house So, God's telling him to make a box to house in. It was to be covered in pitch inside and out, in a literal sense. This would have been a type of resin to make the ark waterproof. We'll talk about that in in a little while. But the meaning of the word in Hebrew means a cover, a coating, a redemption price, or a ransom. The Lord then told Noah to put a window in the top. Window meaning light or double light. From a word meaning to glisten as pressing out oil. So all around him was the redemption price. And above him was the oil of anointing. Yahweh then revealed the purpose of the ark. He said that he was going to destroy all life from the earth using a flood of water, but Noah and his family and the animals that were to be saved would stay safely in the ark. So what does this have to do with grace? What, you know, grace period, okay, yes, I get it, but but what does this have to do with that? Well, perhaps we have to deepen our concept of grace, and as we study, as we go through these next few weeks, we'll, we'll understand more and more about grace, but As we know, grace is the unmerited, unearnable favor of God. We can never be good enough to earn grace. We can never do well enough to receive grace. It has to be given freely by God. But our response to receiving God's grace must not become a license to sin or to become complacent. We're, we see that in Romans, well, most likely. That's one of the ones that, you know, d- should we sin that grace would abound more? God forbid. So we this is not, grace is not a license to sin. The fact that Noah had found grace in God's eyes didn't make him run out and do what everyone else in the world was doing. He continued to live the holy life that he was living before. And it was not, a chance to become complacent oh yes god you've given me grace therefore i'll just sit here and wait on your rescue but no it was him being called to work like noah god shows us favor because he sees in us a potential a potential to build something to bring about rescue when god shows us favor that is incentive for us to walk worthy of his calling again time and time again and, and most of the the concepts of grace the majority of the theology of grace we get from from Paul and his writings in the New Testament but he talks about this that you've received grace so that you can walk worthy you have received grace so that you can learn Christ better so what he, we see here is just a, a foreshadowing of the grace that we receive as Christians that once the grace is upon us it's time to work When we find grace, there is an understanding that we have an expectation of living God's way. We're able to see a few things about the call of Noah that could help us. Number one, grace calls us to build. He chooses me. We have often, we've heard this preached. If y'all have been in church at any point, y'all have heard Noah and the ark preached of course and I have heard it numerous times that people say oh Noah built this big old boat this big old ship without knowing how well for one thing we don't know anything about Noah except that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord and his name means rest we don't know what he was before we have no idea he may have been a builder we, we don't know there's no real way of knowing who he was we do know that this was the first time that that we see uh, rain coming upon the earth. Before, when, when God created the Garden of Eden, we see springs coming up from the ground to water the earth. So we know that this is the first time that a worldwide flood had occurred. So possibly the first time that they would have needed some type of floating vessel. Okay, we, we can kind of gather those things, but we don't know for sure what, it was that Noah did. Noah could have been a builder. So for us to just assume that Noah didn't know what he was doing. That's there's no real way to, to know that. That's not a good assumption. While the Lord does at times give us supernatural gifts of knowledge. Notice throughout God's word that this. Is not always the case. When. When God called David to kill Goliath, David tried on the armor he'd never used before. He said, No, I don't know how to use this. I'm going to use what I've used before. I'm going to use a sling. Time and time again, when God calls people, he uses what they already know how to do, but he uses it for his purpose. Maybe you're nervous that God will call you to do something completely unknown to you, yet often God's grace develops our current gifts into his purpose. We see that the word ark means box. Okay. We assumed and and uh, y'all please don't don't throw your shoe at me or whatever it may be. We have always assumed, we have always seen, we have always thought about Noah's ark as a boat. The word ark means box. It, yeah. So, God said to Noah, build a box. Add a gopher wood to house in. Basically, build a house that will float. Noah was 500 years old. It's most likely that he had a house already, so maybe he knew how to build one. Again, I, y- y'all can y'all can sit with that for a minute, because if it's
2: because
0: <laughs> as I'm studying this, I'm like, Lord, seriously, I don't I don't want it to not be a boat, because that's what I've always heard. <laughs> I'm this old, and i it's always been a boat. Lord, I don't know about this. But God's Word, as we study, as we receive it more and more, we have to agree with what it says. Uh, so my theology has to step aside in in honor and in favor of what God's Word says. So the second thing we see through this is that God, that grace calls for redemption. He covers me. Noah was told to put pitch or resin on the inside of and on the outside of the ark pitch was a type of resin from a pine tree or a fir tree we we know what resin is you get stuck to your fingers sometimes or it was also a type of asphalt known as bitumen b-i-t-u-m-e-n for anyone who cares that naturally occurred in that area. There were springs of, of bitumen that would come up, and people would, would gather that and use it to waterproof any type of structure. There were underground springs that, that supplied this type of substance. So it was one or the other of those things. And applying it to a, a, any type of vessel or structure would have made it completely waterproof. It would have hardened after it had been applied So we see that that he was told to waterproof this vessel, but then we think the other definition for pitch is atonement or a redemptive covering. Grace requires that the atonement price, the blood of Jesus, be applied inside and out. Grace requires that we be covered that the blood of Jesus be applied to our hearts and that the evidence would show up on the outside as well. When it was covered inside and out, the destruction happening to the world outside would not get in. When there is a redemptive price within my heart, when there is evidence of resin on the outside of me, the evidence, Destruction that's taking place the flood that's taking place cannot get in so what God was asking Noah to do was, was practical because of course that, that floating vessel would not need to get any water in it but it's also symbolic of what Jesus does for us that the grace of God applies the blood to our hearts and keeps us safe from the things that are going on in the world The atonement saved his family as well. As long as everyone stayed under the covering, they were safe. No one else had this, so they all perished. I must look different. I must be different. Not merely in a physical sense, because, see, a long time ago people took that into consideration, oh, I gotta look different from the world, and I'm not, you know, I'm not hassling those people who felt as though that's what they had to do. But it became a sense of legalism that if if my if I had makeup on, bless me, if I had makeup on, or if my hair was too short, or if I was a man and my hair was too long, or if my skirt wasn't long enough, and all this stuff, then then I wasn't holy. But the the thing about holiness is that it has to start on the inside. That holiness comes from within and that changes the way that I act on the outside. Not just how I look, but how I react to the world. And not being uh, snobby about it. Not being uh, in, in a way of, oh, well, I can't be around you because you do this and this and this. But to show a difference to those around me. That those who are hurting because of the sin of the world see there's something different. And maybe I need what they have. Maybe I need that type of protection. Maybe that grace could be applied to my heart. So it would have looked different than, anyone else, than anything that anyone else had. <clears throat> my standards, the way I protect myself and my family, the things I take a stand about must be different than the world's standards. people ask you know why, why can't I do this or this or this favor ain't fair sometimes we got to stay away from stuff because favor of the Lord is not fair well God everybody else can do that favor ain't fair sometimes we have to stay away from things because the grace of God is on our lives we have to be insulated we have to be protected and that's just the smart thing to do that's just that's just protection for us It's not keeping us from stuff. It's protecting us against it. So this shows me that if I am to be preserved, there must be some pitching. And the third thing we see is that grace calls for God to steer. He guides me. Again, God told Noah to build a box. A place to house. God did not instruct him to make a rudder. God did not tell him to make a helm, which, for those who who don't know, that's the um that's the steering wheel of the boat. I actually, because I couldn't remember the name, and so as I'm doing studying, like, what is the name of the boat steering wheel? So that's why I say that. I don't. I didn't know. <coughs> God did not instruct him to put any oars on the ark. There were no sails. There was nothing for Noah to be able to control where he went. Noah was not the one who needed to be in charge. All Noah was required to do was build a place that would house and protect himself and his family and the creatures that God had sent to him and God would send him where he needed to go grace recognizes that God is in control that God is going to send me where he wants me to go and sometimes it may just be floating around and that's frustrating because I think, oh God, if I could just, if I could just have some oars, I could just really go to town. But all God asks us to do is build a house, and and put that redemptive price on it, and see where God will take you. Notice as well that it was not until the Lord had given Noah all these instructions that he actually told Noah what was going to happen the first part is make this ark make a box make it three levels and put a door on the side put a window at the top make it this big this tall this wide make it out of this type of wood put this on the inside and outside of it okay lord All right, sure and it was not until after he'd received all the instructions that God said the reason that I'm going to do this is I'm going to send a flood on the earth God did not give that knowledge to Noah beforehand he didn't sit down with Noah Noah I'm going to send a flood on the earth what do you think we should do because God already knows what he wants to do He already knows his plan before he even talks to us about it. So he doesn't always ask for our input. (laughs) We can be quick to try to steer our own course. When God is saying, be faithful to the responsibilities I've given you. Yahweh is the one who made the ark move when it was time. For a hundred years, Noah was faithful to build according to God's instruction. We are not shown the in-between time. We're not shown what happened. Every morning when Noah would go out and he'd see that ark there and well when it was just the the wood we don't see him planing. We don't see him chopping down the trees. We don't see the process. And sometimes, the, you know, when we read God's word and we it jumps from one thing to the other, it fast-forwards a hundred years. It's like, God, why is my situation taking so long? God, why am I not seeing results? I, I, you told me to do this. I was faithful to you. I did it. We don't see that hundred-year in-between time. When everyone around him possibly was saying, Noah, why are you doing this? flood's coming Noah the skies are blue flood's coming when he would go out there and and maybe he would have doubts in his own heart God this is taking a long time am I doing this right I don't see any signs and indications that I'm doing this right why is it taken so long? We don't see that. Maybe God doesn't show us that because he doesn't want us to feel discouraged. I don't know. But we don't see the faithfulness. But we know, we know he was faithful because the ark got made. And his family got saved. And the animals were rescued. What we do see, again, is that If God's grace is upon us, then we can be sure that he'll be true to his word. So we're just at the beginning now of our our grace period. And I hope that from today we've, we've learned from that first person who found grace, that we've learned that grace calls for us to build because he's chosen us that grace calls for redemption because he covers us and that grace calls for God to steer because he guides us as the music plays and we just ask the Lord for his help today that his grace would be upon us that his favor would rest with us and that whatever season whatever place you're in that that you'd be encouraged. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your grace. God, I know that I cannot earn it on my own. I know that I can never be good enough. I know that none of us could ever be good enough to receive your grace, but we thank you that you give it nonetheless. Father, now I ask that you would have your will in each of us. God, that you would speak to our hearts today in whatever part of the process that we're in. That we understand that you have chosen us. God, that you see each one of us, our our faithfulness, and that you reward that. Father, I thank you that no matter what kind of discouragement we're in, that we know according to your word that if we're faithful, we will reap in due time. God, I just pray for each and every person who may be in the process of of building that you would help us to, to apply that blood, that redemption price. God, to know that we have to look different inside and out, and it's for our own good. Or it's for our own protection. It's not so that you can keep things from us, but that it's, it's will we be safe from the things of this world. God, I just pray that you would help us to look different to the point that people around us would see the joy that we have. That people around us would see the peace that is completely unexplainable. God, that people would know we are your disciples by the way we love them. God, that we'd look different from the rest of the world. And that that would be a way, a jumping off point of witnessing to those around us, God. I pray that you would help us to understand that you're the one who steers. That you give us guidance. Father, that you just ask us to build what we know how to build, that you ask us to be faithful in doing what you've called us to do, and that at that point you'll take over. That when we step out in faith and obedience, that you got it from there. God, your will be done. As we learn more and more about your grace, that it would become alive and real to us. Help us to honor you in everything we say and do, Father. I pray that we would hear and respond to your word. And today we say, over your people,
2: may Yahweh
0: bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you, and may he give you his peace in Jesus' name.